It's guy time with the Manipause Show. HD and Bobby, talk it out. And we're back with the Manipause Show. I'm Bobby. And I'm HD. And HD's wet, which, you know, kind of <laughs> is disturbing. And why are you wet, HD? Well, the equivalent of wet is hard, right? Isn't that... Yeah. Isn't that well, good? if you're a guy, yes. Right. And if you're hard and wet, you probably just came. Oh. Or pre-come. I, uh, I'm wet because Bobby was not going to do a show tonight. And all of a sudden, we came up with a topic, and he... Brought it up that we're going to do a show. So Very it's, excited about It's kind of like topic. that, not tonight, I have a headache, and then all of a sudden, he doesn't have the headache anymore. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to go at it. We're going to, we're going to have uh, podcast sex. So we're going to... <laughs> and I just lost <laughs> I stopped, my mojo again. stopped you. <laughs> yeah, you really did. Okay, well, that's it for the show. No, we're going to talk about why we're afraid of women. Let me tell you a quick... Backstory of why this came to be. Yes. So I. Well, it's our mothers. I'm I assuming. Have, oh yeah. <laughs> I I I applied to this probably on Craigslist or something where they're looking for focus group type people, and they said uh, you're past the screening, and so you need to do a two to three minute video as part of the application process, and the premise is name something or someone. I feel like I'm playing Family Feud here. <laughs> Name something or someone that you've been avoiding and be very specific and personal. And it immediately came to mind my, and I don't know, I, could, I was having a hard time expressing approach, picking up, and I hate using that because it's so crass, but women in the wild, you know, a, 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 being a player on the one extreme and at least just getting numbers on the, on the, on the left-hand side of the dial. So it's just an issue with women, the anxiety that I have of meeting and engaging with a woman in the wild. And I don't really know how to express that, but that was my premise, and I did a video expressing where I think the causes are and what the symptoms are. I mean, I, I, get, you know, I get anxious. You talk about anxiety and butterflies and my self-confidence goes down. It's, it's really a, a, it's an issue. And when you said that, what resonated for me is not that stuff. Because as you pointed out, when I clicked into that, that you didn't think I had that problem. And, and the, what you describe as your problem is not necessarily my problem. Although of late, I've been in a, a, a mood and I have not been able to really successfully approach or close. Or even want to. It's like I, it, not so much fear is just, I don't know. But... I do think I am afraid of women in a certain sense because I look at my life and I see in the early part of my life being manipulated by women and in the second part of my life having a difficult time committing to women. When I'm with somebody, finding it so easy to, to think about why I shouldn't be with them, why I shouldn't be committing with them, why they're the, not the right one. And just, I think I have a fear of women. So I, I do see the distinction here because it's not a fear for me. It's an intimidation, but it's a frustration because, and, and a, a quick example, I was with a guy over the weekend uh, at this cannabis show in, uh, in Vegas and he was working the booth. He works for the company that I was working the booth for and he's, he's Romanian, super guy. Kind of has that Richard Gere look, that prematurely gray hair, real soft-spoken, super, super nice guy. I 
I don't know. I look at that and I'm like, I don't see that as a typically attractive, but he's got that Eastern Euro with the nose. And if you can think of Richard Gere, well, that's that's pretty much it. Well, he's telling me stories and his and his boss is telling me stories about how, how gals are just falling over this guy. He told me a story about just sitting in a bar in a casino and a gal came up and just said, I want to cheat on my boyfriend with you. And they went upstairs and fucked and then came back down and drank and then went back upstairs and fucked some more. I mean, he just rinse and repeat story after story like that of just going out in the wild and gals coming up and hitting on him. And that's, that's the ultimate. I'm just trying to get to the point where I can hit on and feel comfortable with picking up women. Here's a guy that's not even trying hard. He's somehow putting out that vibe. And I don't think I'm, I, I think I'm a fairly attractive guy, but there's something I'm Looks putting out. lately? <laughs> I'm putting out there something that is not him. He doesn't even try hard and he's got the pheromones that, that are attracting women. That's the thing that's so it's, it's an intimidation, which is probably part of it that I'm exuding, is that I, they sense that fear or that sense that intimidation, almost like a, an animal will. And, and I'm, not, I'm not able to turn on the opposite of that. And I, and I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't, and, and he's probably not turning it on. It is something, because I, I, I know I'm putting out something too that is what I'm, what I'm sensing is, is not a sexual vibe. I think women find me attractive. I think they find me interesting. I think they find me funny. I think they really like me as a guy, but there no, is no sexual attraction. But you had success stories. I've, I've seen had, you in the yeah, wild. And, had, and you're yeah. very good at just going up and just putting yourself out there in the way that I think is so natural. I it's, was. I know. I hope I, well, I, I could do that again. Well, I think this is a downturn. I mean, I think this is an anomaly what you're going through now. I think mm. your resting state is very much like that. Whether you are latently or in subconsciously fearing them, I've seen you out there. And you're very much that guy in the club. I think it's the fear of after that. I think okay. I think I am one of the things that's going through my head lately when I when I'm talking with a woman or I'm thinking about approaching a woman is I think about taking her home or doing something and I and I I get I stop myself. I feel, I I feel like it's not worth the trouble. It's just going to be what am I going to feel like afterwards that I'm going to have some woman who wants something from me and do I want that? I mean, I, I'm, I'm projecting like a relationship. I can't even seem to think about just a one night stand or just having somebody and then not doing it again. I can't, I just seem to feel like I'm not programmed for that. And so I feel like whenever I make a move, I'm making a move that's more than just a move, you know? But it seems as though there are plenty of women out there that and even more so now, it just seems to be gaining even more steam that aren't in it for their relationship either. That they're they're just looking for a... I'm not finding them. Yeah, I know. Well, Maybe I, it's my age group or, you know, that I'm hunting in. I don't know. I, I, Maybe it's what I'm attracted to. Well, that's what I'm thinking is that they're out there. All, it's like you can't see what's right around you. Yeah. Because I, I believe that they're out there. Now, I... I, I, I wanted to make the distinction that I have absolutely no problem engaging one-on-one and having a rapport and, and talking with a right. woman. And, and I mean, it, You're good at that. And I, by the way, I seem to be really good at that online, which is probably part of the issue is I can't live in a cyber world. I'm trying to take the cyber world out into the real world. 
And I mean, look at just over the weekend. I mean, just standing in line at Starbucks and, and engaging with a, a, a young, attractive woman for 45 minutes. We ended up hanging out one night. I mean, that kind of thing, it, it can happen. And it's usually in one of those types of situations. But it's not just going out to a club, nightclub or a bar, and just going up, buying a drink, and just picking up a woman so foreign to me, it's it's unbelievable. Now, that, a lot of women would probably say, thank you. I wish there were more guys like that uh -huh. out there than you. But I, I also think that there are plenty out there that are looking for that kind of guy. And I've never, I've never been that guy. I probably never will be that guy. It, as you know, you've, you've called me on it plenty of times. I kind of obsess about it a little bit. It's just something that I wish I could experience. And when I see guys that don't even try, it mm -hmm. just comes natural to them. I go, how does that happen? Mm -hmm. And I've had penthouse forum moments, you know, where it's just like, I never thought this could ever have happened to me, but, and those are great, but it's, again, those are the exceptions. So, I don't know, I, you know, we, we can think about the reasons why, and you'd probably agree with them. The well, most guys, I think, are like you. I think most guys have to, would have difficulty going to a club and just hitting on a woman. I don't what, think what they that say that twenty five percent of guys are having seventy five percent of the sex out there. Some sort of yeah, survey that, yeah. we saw recently, yeah. and that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It may not even be that much, but you're right. Uh, I, I'm probably there's probably a lot of guys out there shaking their head, going, "Well, yeah, uh, I'm not even even getting close to you." There's some that are just truly afraid of women can't even talk to them, the ones that go to strip clubs and <laughs> pay to talk to them. So uh, I don't know what the answers are and. Uh, I was hoping Bobby might have some, but but I think the reasons, and I brought it up on the video. I think the three or four reasons I have, you know, an all male family growing up in me too, strict Catholic household, which you can't say me too. Yeah, that. That <laughs> a very dominating mom, not a bad one, but a very you know, well, not a bad one. But yeah, yeah I mean, in my case, a dominating mom. Home. Yeah, I mean, I don't think yeah. it necessarily makes a difference. I think when the the female in your life is dominating and you know it's your mother <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it does create a certain timeline of how you think about women well you tell me about how i've, I've got her embedded in yeah. my brain yeah. and I, I i can't scrub that out it's the altar boy in me that that conscious or subconscious i'm sure it's held me back but there's there's some i mean i'm so not like how my parents would have wanted me to be sexually and uh -huh. promiscuity and just out there and very open that you can shed any thought that I'm trying to be like them at all. But you, but you know, you, you have a lot of respect for them and they played a big role in your life and they, you know, they are embedded in you. Yeah. So you do have both sides of that, you know, which is not easy. You think that's the yeah. biggest, the biggest blockage? Yeah, I do. I do. I think because you've got like this friction inside of you. And so it puts up this, whatever it puts up, you know, between you and, and a woman, it, it's, you know, it's, the, it's one more thing you got to get past to be able to actually have any kind of meaningful dialogue or approach. Do you think you have to be a player to be that though? And that, when I say player, we've talked about that yeah, definition, well, but yeah. say the things they want to hear and, and just be the bullshitter and well, just we, as we, and we, I mean, it's been a while since we've had the discussion, but I don't, that's not how I view a player. I used to think of myself as a player and it, it's not bullshit. It's just someone who is willing to be, to play the game and, you know, likes playing the game.
And, but it doesn't mean you're lying. It doesn't mean you're being uh, disingenuous. Well, true, true. You can just exude that confidence, you know, the swinging dick guy that goes into the bar and just, you know, that, that mm. is almost proven to be picked up on and sensed by yeah, I feel, the I female mean, I, yeah. primal arena that we play in. I, I mean, there have been times where I've been able to be that guy. I don't have a swinging dick, so <laughs> that, and that's the block in my yeah, head. right. And I know that that gets probably. my way because, and that's probably why I don't, you know, look for the one night stands because I feel like I'm not going to be able to provide what they want. Do you think there's a linkage to pheromones when it comes to that? Is that, is that, I mean, can you actually say that you exude pheromones if you have that kind of mentality, that approach that is self-confident and it, it kind of cavalier and you just go into a room and it does that, you think that, that actually does? Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's chemical. I mean, so something is releasing those pheromones in that guy, but that he is able to, like, produce it fluidly. I mean, he's not even thinking about right, it. Right, it's right. just there. And whether it's early successes he had, I mean, he's got some kind of foundation that allowed him his flowers to, to grow, so to speak. You know, good soil. It doesn't sound like something that is coachable, trainable, I think it yeah. is. You really do? But, you think you can but, fake it to make that? Yeah, I really do believe in faking it to make it. I mean, I do think that because when you think about it, you're you're just you're fake you're you're faking it to yourself. So if you can continue to do that and have start having successes, it will become a natural state. It won't be having to fake it because you have allowed that to mature within you. And if you believe it, then it, I mean, if you've convinced yourself of your own lie, then you can make that lie become your reality. The truth. Yeah, I think so. But, you know, you got barriers to get through. I mean, you know, whatever it is that's blocking, yeah. it's, you know, you, you, you can't, you know, all the faking in the world won't help if you still have those things that, if they're strong enough, that resist it. Hypnotherapy uh, fix kind of some of that stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I think I can. I mean, like you were talking about 25 getting the 75% of the women. You know, they say in hypnotherapy, 20% of the populate, world's population are what they call somnambulists. And that are very easily suggestible and can get into that, that hypnotic state very easily. If you're not in that 20%, it's more of an effort because, again, you've got subconscious blockages that are going to prevent it from really fully taking root unless you really, again, keep working it and working it and working it. And it's like anything else, if you practice it enough, you know, if you put it in those 10,000 hours like they said in that book, or if you, you know, you just keep keep working it. But where, where do we go from here, Bobby? Five years ago. We should go to a club and we should <laughs> yeah. see if we can you know, go pick up women. It's Tuesday well, night. I'm not sure we're going to have... Do you, th do you think that... Without a foundation, just putting yourself out there in the club every day without really the training and coaching. Yeah, I, I definitely think you go out there and you force yourself. You're going to have failure, failure, failure. But, you know, it's leading you towards, I mean, you learn something each time and you get better each time. So I definitely believe that uh, if we keep doing it and real not just sitting there and wishing we were doing it but but you know seeing a woman and just doing it you know without caring about the results
That's one path. The other path is to find the strength that you have and leverage it and pursue it more. So if I'm not comfortable in a club and I don't like that scene, why would I put myself in it? Yeah. Yeah. When I, that's, I mean. Except that you want to, though. I know. I mean, it's, I know. In that it does, it the, does seem like it's something dichotomy. you want. Well, I think it's also because there is something very exciting about it. When you have that one-on-one -on -one interaction with somebody that you don't get when you're... I mean, you get something different. Some of the stories you've told me about some of your online experiences sound really hot. And, like, fun. And obviously, they've, they've led to live encounters as well. So, it's not like one's good, one's bad. But if, if you really have a desire for one, but you feel like you're having trouble achieving it, but it depends on how strong the desire is. Well... The flip side is I actually have a disdain for that whole crowd that's in a bar. You know, they're, they're the ones that get drunk and, and the woo, and they just, it just, I walk in there and I'm like, I just, this just isn't my scene. So I think externally I'm feeling the pressure to think that I should be in there and being like somebody else, but I'm a nonconformist. I don't, I don't like that scene, so why am I putting a square peg in a round hole? Well, I can tell you one reason why. Because a square peg could be attractive with all the round holes that they're having to deal with. And a round hole is something I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. Both front and back. Now, you don't want a square peg. <laughs> <laughs> is, there, like, is there a name for that? Probably um, a medical condition. And, you know, and, and the, the idea you have of what people are like in club. I mean, club, I, I go to bars. I don't go necessarily to clubs. And it's pretty much normal people that are just kind of, you know, it, but it, it is in a, a, a setting where you're eyeing each other and, you know, you are wanting or thinking you might want to have someone to come up to you or you want to go up to, you know, it's a, it's a sexual energy inside. I you. wish I could it's feel that. I walk through a bar and I feel like I'm invisible. It is the yeah. craziest thing. Like, I, I don't even exist. Don't even get... Now, I had somebody tell me, I think I said this on air one time, that somebody, a female said, oh no, they're looking at you. Females mm -hmm. are really good at not catching your glance yeah. when you look back at them. Yeah. So you are being noticed, but I don't ever sense it. It's, it's a bizarre situation. And then that just adds to the whole, fuck, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even existing in this bar. I'm not even getting any attention. So then well, you know, you have no idea what, what they're like the gals, but as long as it's in your head that you're invisible. I know. That, well, that's, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and and that just adds yeah. to the, so, the anti-pheromone thing. Anyway. But it, it does seem like something you want. Because you've, I mean, as long as I've known you, you've been talking about this. I know. So, you know, you just have to. Hey, you promised me a hypnotherapist session six years ago when we first met. <laughs> Is it expiration date on that? Uh, no, I, you know, we could, we could experiment with that because I haven't done it in a long time. I love that experiment. Like, you, you know, oh, I forgot how to get you out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that could be HD, HD, hello. <laughs> wow, the power I would wield over you. Oh, my God. Oh, I love it. We what would, what would be the first thing you'd make me do if you had that power? Well, they say you can't make someone do something they wouldn't naturally do. Yeah, good um, so, I mean, I couldn't, you know, make you... Um, like, I couldn't make you like more. I couldn't make you intelligent. I mean, so, <laughs> but you know, we could work on you know at oh least getting boy. you to talk coherent sentences.
not uh, <laughs> run out to the quad uh, naked and uh, give a only if, you know again some people just you know need the excuse to do it so that you know when a stage hypnotist is looking for people right, to go on stage right. they... they're looking for that 20 percent. they're uh, looking for those people who really the press can approach yeah no i i yeah. if right and who knows what i'd be doing if uh i just had a little nudge in that direction it could be scary and that's without drugs or alcohol <laughs> you would be my drug I put my hands in your trust there, boy. Yeah, just don't put your hands in any place else. <laughs> well, this was uh, an interesting segment. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's no conclusion because, Thanks. you know, there's no conclusion to this. Thanks for not fixing me. I, I, but I would wager that, especially in this day and age, a lot of men are afraid of women. Well, you made the distinction, afraid and intimidation. I think mm. there's two different things. Or... What were you saying when I said you said there are two different things: the afraid and approaching, or well, the thing you're. Or good I don't know with. if it's different as much as, you know, for you it's the actual approach. For me, it's not the actual approach, but it's just I got shit inside of me yeah, that make you know whatever it is. You know, it's like the battle of the sexes. It's like we have we we were never raised to really get along with each other, men and women. That hasn't changed. This has gotten worse. I should take the approach, and this I'm going to give advice, and of course, who am I to be the expert on this? But you know, they, I, I did a lot of I've done a lot of public speaking. You're in a podcast. You're an expert, <laughs> right? And they they always say that silly thing about picture your audience naked. I have no idea why where that ever came from. But I always would say, everybody in that audience is not looking at me with ridicule or like, oh my god, who is that? They're saying, holy shit, I could never do what he's doing. And when I take that approach, mm -hmm. then it gives me the confidence that, hey, I'm the guy up here talking. Mm -hmm. And so I own this audience. Mm -hmm. With women in a bar, I need to have more of an approach that I, I'm not their subservient. And I don't want to be like a dick, but I, I need to go in there thinking they're the ones who are dying to be with me that are, are intimidated by me and would love to approach me if I just made it uh, an easy path to get it, as opposed to the other way around. Yeah. I've already gone yeah. in there down a couple runs in the first inning thinking that that they have ownage over me. And right, when they right. sense that, then I'm dead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if I uh, can I do the eulogy at your funeral? <laughs> just let's fix my problem before I die. Yeah, I know. There's okay. a, lot, a few things I'd like to fix before I die. All right. And um, me. The cheerful There's a lot note. of things you want to fix in me before you oh, die. No, I got so many things to fix in me. <laughs> you wish I cared enough about you to want to fix you. <laughs> Anyways. All right. all right. We're done here. Bye. Bye.